What if you could have more fulfillment and ease in your professional and personal life and still be ambitious? Join me, Kathy Onetto, founder of Sustainable Ambition, for conversations with experts, authors, and friends on what it means to live with sustainable ambition. Learn concepts, tips, and tools to craft a fulfilling career on your terms while still being ambitious and avoiding burnout. For show notes from this episode, visit sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Now, let's learn more to help you craft your career to support your life from decade to decade. On to today's conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for this quarter assess and adapt podcast episode. This is building on the four-part series from the start of the year on planning a more sustainable plus ambitious year. So if you join me for those, you'll recall that I promised to come back for quarter reviews, and here I am. And after the first quarter, we got together on episode 53, and we reviewed the start of the year and set our aim for this past April, May, and June. And now we've acted during those months and it's time here at the end of June or the start of July to assess how things went and see how we want to adapt going forward. So here we are halfway through the year, kind of hard to believe, even with my attempt to slow things down, which I feel like I was pretty successful with at the start of the year. And then this last quarter has felt a bit faster paced for me. And yet, as I started to think about this and talk about today, um, I, I paused to reflect and was really recognizing that, you know, I don't know if the last three months have actually gone by fast. Some of the months were full, and I think I've shared perhaps in prior episodes, I wasn't home a lot in April and May, actually. Um, I think in April, I was only home for three days that month. There were some things that just took me away um, where I had to take care of some things out of my home state. And yet it wasn't like those that time in April was frantic or anything. And then May was similar. It wasn't like it was frantic. Uh, they were just full months and my environment had shifted. So it felt a little different. And now in June, it's been a bit of resettling back in at home for me. And so the quarter has just felt a little bit different and almost like it's been three very distinct time periods for me. And I think that has kind of distorted a little bit of how I'm viewing those last these last three months. And so I share that just because I think sometimes we get wrapped up in kind of um, not reflecting and pausing and kind of just getting um, moved forward and caught up in the feeling of kind of being in that busyness and that fast pace. So just to share that sometimes it's helpful, even before we start to get into the full assessment um, of this last quarter, just to kind of pause sometimes and reflect and kind of also ask yourself, like, is what is how I'm framing this time or how I'm feeling? Is it actually true or am I, is it getting conflated a little bit? So at any rate, as I'm recording this to have it ready for the beginning of July, we've just passed the summer solstice and I love that day and the embrace of the summer months, even though where I live in San Francisco, it tends to be foggy during the summer months. Um, but I've been, I've been lucky of late. Uh, the fog hasn't 
really taken over quite yet. And actually on the summer solstice day, it was crazy. It, I think it was like 98 degrees in San Francisco in June. That just doesn't typically happen. And so uh, it was actually a little bit nice to have uh, that different type of experience on that actual summer solstice day. So I'll just ask and have you reflect a little bit on what's present for you as you stand at the start of this summer. And by the time you've listened to this, if you're here in the United States, you would have also celebrated July 4th. And that's kind of another kind of core element of summer. So just what's kind of present here for you? Now, before we big dig into the core of today's conversation, let me also just provide a few other reminders. If you're joining today and missed the series or episode 53, you can definitely do this quarter review without having listened to those prior episodes. Just jump in and assess and kind of see how things go. And you'll be able to reflect yourself just with the prompts that I give you. And if you want to go back and listen to the series and do the additional pre-work, that starts with episode 42. But either way is good. And then also just a reminder that the series was also inspired by and coincided with the launch of the Sustainable Ambition 12-Month Workbook Plus Planner, your Life Plus Work Resilience RX, or prescription that stands for. So it was created so you can pick it up at any time. So if you're interested in learning more about that, you can go to my website. You can go to sustainableambition.com slash planner 2022, and you can learn more there. But again, that's just if you'd like that. Some people like having those types of things around and to document and track themselves, but you're welcome to do this without that. You can track your notes in a Google Doc or Word Doc, whatever works best for you in a journal. Um, or, you know, if you're listening to this while you're out and about, as I always encourage, uh, then, you know, just capture notes in your notes app on your phone, whatever works best for you. So I felt like at the start of this episode and reflection that it's it's helpful actually at this midpoint in the year to revisit your ambitions for the overall year. I think that's a good place to start. And I think it's helpful to just ask yourself, did anything shift? Are your priorities the same? Has a new opportunity popped up for you to consider? And also, you know, importantly, if your ambitions and where you're stretching and striving, you know, are still the same, like, are you on track? How are you doing? Are there places where you want to optimize or you want to double down? Or are there things that you want to kind of let go or maybe refocus and shift getting back to those, that idea of the priorities? So re revisiting your ambitions, I think, is a good thing to do at this time of year. And just to see, do I need to shift anything at this stage as I reflect towards the back half of the year and how things have gone this first half of the year. And I thought I would just share, I've wrote about this in my newsletter, but if you, if you don't get my newsletter, I thought I'd just share, I'm starting to do some research, a little bit more research on ambitions. And one of the takeaways that really I'm, I, it has been quite present for me is that to be human is to be ambitious. And then also the level of ambition can really vary from person to person or within the same person. It can vary from task to task. It can vary from life stage to life stage. And so it's not something we should feel ashamed about regardless of its level of intensity at any one moment in time. 
And so what I'm starting to really think about with ambition is that it really takes a dialing in. It's why I also advocate that we all think about our ambition. And and I've always said that I believe our ambition ebbs and flows over time. And yet I think that oftentimes we don't pay attention to that. And a lot of societal norms kind of drive us in a particular way. So I'm starting to frame this idea that there is a, in quotes, right level of ambition and energy. And I'm kind of thinking Goldilocks here, you know, um, not too hot, not too cold, just right. Um, you know, if you have too much ambition, you know, research suggests that there's downsides to that. It can lead to lower levels of happiness and health over time. You know, if you have too little ambition, you know, you can start to feel like you're stagnating or languishing. So that's something that one needs to kind of dial in. And then what's the right focus? You know, it, our ambition can change if we find the right goal or top topic that lights us up. I, I can imagine that some of you who are listening might be this way where, you know, a topic in school or maybe school itself when you were growing up was not what lit you up and you were not very motivated. But once you found that thing that actually did get you excited and motivated you, your ambition, you got more ambitious around it, right? So the topic or the focus can also change your level of ambition. And then writes, what's the right ambition for you at a particular time in your life, you know, or just to recognize that we can be just as ambitious about family as we are about work, you know, and that we're all not, we're not all wired the same. So our level of ambition might not look like somebody else's. So how do we allow for more spaciousness and, and more definitions and more, um, more ranges and types of ambition out in the world? So I'm going to be writing more about right ambition as I continue to do research, but it's kind of something that's that's caught my attention. But I, I would like to kind of offer for you as you get again at this stage in the year to maybe think about even for yourself, like how does your ambition serve you? I think that oftentimes ambition comes with these negative connotations and it's because of how it does get defined oftentimes in our society and so, but but ambition has a very positive side. So how does your ambition serve you in a positive way? I asked that in a survey recently, and I really appreciated a lot of the responses that I received. And there were a range of responses, but there are positive aspects to having our ambitions. And so look at that for yourself. And then I wanna offer these various prompts for you to consider as you check in on your ambition at this time of the year. So first off, there's just six questions that I'm gonna throw out and you can kind of reflect on. So the first is, how would you rate your level of ambition right now? Is it too high and it might be kind of danger zone or is it just right, you're humming? Whatever you're doing, is it something at work? Is it something at home? Wherever your ambition is, is focused right now, how is it feeling? And then is it too low? Do you feel like you're languishing and you might need to get energized somehow? The second question is, in what areas of your life do you wanna put your focus and be ambitious right now? Let's be clear about that. Let's own that. At what pace do you wanna be operating at right now? Are you, do you wanna be in the fast lane, the medium lane, the slow lane? Like own that, claim that. How do you put structures in place to support that if that's where you are right now? Then the fourth one, what is a worthy, meaningful goal you can define that gets you energized and motivated? 
kind of say, dare I say, be ambitious. You can get ambitious about this worthy, meaningful goal. If you want to work more with creating a worthy, meaningful goal, Michael Bungay-Stanier just came out with a book, How to Begin, and I really liked it for being really helpful in helping you hone in and define a worthy, meaningful goal. So if you're struggling with like, how do I find that that right ambition and, and that articulation that is going to motivate me, I'd point you there to check that out because um, I, I just found it to be a really helpful method. Now, question number five here is in the next six months, how good do you want to be and at what? So do you want to be good, very good, the best, and there's no right answer here. This is for you, right? So, you know, it, it helps to just hone in on where do you want to be putting your attention and your energy to be good at a certain level and at what? And then the final one here, just around your goals, a little bit of a challenge here, like where can you pause or not act such that it would actually help propel you forward? So I had on Ginny Upel in episode 55, she's the author of the new book, In Action, Rethinking the Path to Results. And I love this, this asking this question, like where can you actually pause or not act such that it would actually help propel you forward? Can pausing on something that you're doing right now actually help you and give you a little bit more spaciousness and maybe allow you to, through that space, end up allowing you to move forward more quickly. So something to reflect on there. So that's ambition. So I'd start there, pausing, checking in, seeing where things are with your ambitions so far for this year. I also think at this stage in the year, this halfway mark, it's a good time to look back at your 12-month calendar for the year and start to see what's been taking place so far. So have you just had an intense two quarters? What does that mean for the back half of the year? You know, is it going to continue to be intense? You know, how do you plan for that? Or what does that mean for the upcoming two quarters? And what, it, what does it start to mean also about the next three to six months out? In the planner, I talk about thinking about sustainability, not just in the moment, but over a course of 18 months and how do you start to craft things and put structures in place to build more sustainability over this long term so that you have more resilience through it all and i think that's why stepping back now that you've had six months how have things gone how do you want to plan for the next six months going forward to the end of the year without stressing you out and making it feel like the the year end of the year is coming too fast but then to also start to just look a little bit further beyond that, you know, and depending on how the next six months are going to go, what does it mean for what you might want to start to think about planning and shaping for the months after that, again, to make it all more sustainable for you. So stepping back to those ambitions and the 12 month ca calendar, that's really what we kind of do in the planner is we start there. And so for me, as I was reflecting back, I kind of naturally went back to these, those two places to kind of center myself and start to plan forward for this next quarter. So before we do get to this quarter of the summer, July, August, and September, now let's review how this last quarter went. The second quarter, April, May, and June. 
And I'm starting to realize I, I, I put these terms in my own notes, like Q2 and quarter two. And I, it's funny, it's such business terminology. I, I reflected and paused and thought like, this, is that natural for everyone else? So forgive me if that doesn't seem natural to you. But here we're talking about April, May, June, this last quarter of the year. Let's, let's just check in and I'm going to offer you some prompts and then I'll share with you what I've learned over this last quarter, just to reflect and kind of uh, show how, how you can start to reflect for yourself and, you know, what observations you make for yourself are, are going to be completely different, but um, I'll just share in case it's helpful for you to hear what I've been learning. So the first one is to just ask that let's, let's look at this last quarter and ask yourself, what have I learned? What have you learned? And then how is it going with your resilience prescription? You know, if, as you pause and reflect right now and stand right now, are you feeling energized or are you feeling drained? And what might that tell you about what was, what was unsustainable and what has been sustainable? And then reflect on what worked and what didn't work. So if you've been practicing some things and testing some things out, what have you learned worked and didn't work? And that might then inform and start to point you to what do you want to do differently as you start to look forward to this next quarter? And what are you willing to practice as you look forward? So I know I went through those quickly. So you may want to, you know, pause, go back, and listen to the prompts and then pause after each one and take some notes for yourself. You know, what have you learned? How's it going with your resilience prescription? Are you energized or drained? You know, what does that mean in terms of how sustainable or unsustainable it's been for you? What's been working? What's not working? And then what do you want to do differently? And what do you want to practice? So take some time with those reflections. And then I'm going to go ahead and just share with you, just going to be transparent and kind of vulnerable here and let you know how things kind of went for me this past quarter. One of the things that I found was really helpful was actually having my plan down and having my ambitions down and some notes for the quarter because it was helpful for me throughout the quarter to kind of revisit my plan to reground myself. I tend to have a restless personality and um, I tend to kind of sometimes have a shiny object syndrome uh, challenge or just to have this tendency to feel like I need to be pushing or um, what more do I need to be doing? It's just, it's a natural, it's actually, I think how my ambition or how I actually motivate myself and get things done. But that restlessness I've looked at, it can help me, but it can also hurt me. So <laughs> it can complicate things for me. So it was really helpful for me to just go back and reflect on my plan for the year and to reground myself. Ah, yes, here's where I'm going. Here's what my focus is. Stop getting yourself wound up. You know, I'm, I'm good you know, here's, here's where I'm focused for now. You know, but it also taught me like, okay, Kathy, you still can't do everything you think you can do. So you're, you need to cut more from your list. So that was also helpful to just like kind of notice and reflect on and acknowledge. The other thing that I learned this quarter 
which is something that I've kind of known about myself, but, and it's a somewhat random thing to mention, but I was reading something recently about the brain and conscientiousness. And I, I realized this is a person, there's a personality test you can actually take to understand where you are on the spectrum of conscientiousness. And I'm actually quite high on conscientiousness and it, I'm recognizing and learning why and how that factors into my motivation and impacts how I work. So that was actually a new learning for me and just a new insight into reflect on no matter what our age, we are constantly learning about ourselves and how we function and how we work. And it's actually knowing this that is helping me think further about how do I frame some of my goals and my ambitions to help me move forward um, as I, as I, work on different things as I move forward in the year. So being more insightful about what actually motivates me and how I work is going to be really helpful as I move forward. So I'm going to be playing with that. That's something I'm going to be practicing with as I move forward in the year. Another observation I had this quarter was that I I really... I I may have shared this last time too in the quarter review, but I appreciated checking in each month. I it just helped me kind of understand what was happening each month because of my schedule, which I mentioned earlier. And so that checking in just allowed me to kind of accept what the focus was each month and what I needed to, where I needed to put my attention. And what was really helpful about that as well, and one of my learnings, another learning is that it is okay for me to, I, I gave myself more permission to kind of reflect in what really needed to have my attention during each of those months and each of those time periods. And I allowed myself to put other things on the back burner, knowing that I just didn't have the capacity to take some of those projects on. And even though they're important projects for me, I really had to just accept that they had to be on the back burner. And so I that actually worked for me. And now, as I said, I've Back in June, I'm back at home. I have a little bit more capacity to start to bring those projects back in. And so this checking in each month kind of allowed me to to kind of manage things, I think, for me in a better way, with better pace, with more sustainability. Now, I will say that despite I was checking in on those months, it actually was when I kind of stepped back and reflected on the full quarter that I actually had that insight. So that's where I think checking in with yourself on a regular basis, at least for me, is helpful. It kind of just allows me to to attune to what's happening with me, um, how are things going in my day-to-day. And it was only as I kind of got to this reflection time at the end of the quarter where I was able to see this pattern and recognize actually how I managed getting through the quarter in a more sustainable way and allowing, recognizing that shifting of my expectations was helpful, um, that I had to be realistic and then selecting really where I was going to be putting my focus at each time uh, based on what demanded my attention, um, that that was super helpful for me. Now, there are a few places in my life as I reflect on the quarter where I haven't figured out my structures so much. I, um, I've i really, uh, and maybe this is okay, right? I tell you all, 
pick something where you're going to allow yourself to be bad at it. And I will tell you what I have allowed myself to be bad at has been cooking of late and (laughs) cleaning my home. So um, those are places where I think from a structural standpoint, like um, figuring out how to take care of those things in my my life are, are things that I still need to work on. And they're really just that I need new structures. That's one thing to that I advocate here and for all of us to recognize is, I mean, it's kind of a no dust comment, but I don't think we all accept this or recognize it, that our life and work are not static. And so as things change, sometimes what used to work in the past no longer works and you're needing to put in place new structures to kind of help make it all sustainable. Now, the other things that worked for me, and I have to say, I'm actually quite proud of myself around this, whereas there were some intentions that I had around sustaining myself that I took some action on in this past quarter to really help increase my own vitality and resilience, and including continuing to meditate in the mornings, continuing to, not continuing, I should say, actually making sure I'm exercising in the morning and getting my body moving. Um, Those things have been really, really helpful for me. And there's some other actions that I've taken that have just been super helpful for me in sustaining myself over the last few months. And so I'm excited that I'm feeling more energetic. My anxiety is down, like all these good things that as I move forward, I feel like I have renewed energy as I move into the back half of the year. So those are some of the learnings I've had. So I hope for you, as you reflect on some of those questions, you can kind of pause and see what's been working. Where do you want to lean in next? Where where do you want to try? Where do you need to start to continue to sharpen things? What's working well? What are you just going to carry forward? Not any, it's not like everything has to change. So I'm going to provide here just a couple prompts Now we've reflected back. Now I want you to plan for the following, the upcoming quarter. So as you look at July, August, it's September. I'm going to provide just a few prompts here. If you want to go into a lot of detail on kind of planning for your quarter, I'd point you back to episode number 45, where we really dug into more of the details on setting your aim for the quarter. Um, So I I have you go back and listen to that episode, but I'm just going to provide these brief prompts here and put more of a focus right now on actually sustaining yourself just given these summer months. So again, at even for Q3, the couple of things to think about is like, what are your ambitions for this quarter? You know, and how would you define your sex, success for yourself for in your professional life, perhaps your personal life? What does that look like for you? What are your priorities for this quarter? Again, both on your for your professional life and your personal life and really focus, what are the top three priorities that need your attention for this quarter? And then also look at your calendar for this quarter. What are some things that you just want to note? Make sure you're aware of keeping track of for your calendar for this quarter. And then I'm going to start here also in terms of before I get to the sustain plan to also think about what are the boundaries that you want to set for this quarter? You know, where do you want to say no? Where might you eliminate some drainers? So think about that as well. All right, so let's talk about your sustaining plan for this quarter, which I think is really important just given that it's summer. And what's interesting about summer is I think we all reflect on summer and perhaps 
at least this is where my mind goes. I always just assume it's that childhood time of play and wonder and freedom. And yet as adults, you know, summer can feel quite full too, despite taking vacations. And so I know for many of you, you probably have children and you're, you know, that all of their activities and the fact that they're not in school can also make this time actually feel more full and kind of busy. So I encourage you to really be intentional about how do I slow down time? How do I make space? And also, how do I just enjoy life during this time? So I don't know if on the podcast I've I've shared this quote before, but it's one of my favorites that I've come across over the last couple of years by Brother David Stentel Rast. Hopefully I'm pronouncing his name right. But he says, you know, the antidote to stress is not necessarily rest. The antidote to stress is wholehearted living. So if you were to embrace your summer and live it wholeheartedly, you know, what would be present here? And think about like, what are some of my values that I want to honor this quarter? That could be values around family time, could be values around creativity, could be values around the outdoors and being in nature. So for you, what what are certain values you want to honor this quarter? And then how will you, what are the activities? What are things you might do to honor those values? And then be sure to put some fun on your calendar this summer because that fun really does build up our resilience stores. And then how are you going to be blocking some time for recovery and rejuvenation? So as I mentioned, obviously summertime is a big time of taking holidays and vacations if you're lucky enough to do so. And I would just encourage you, if you go away, turn off the work, turn off the work I have a client who was taking a beautiful trip with his family to celebrate a really important anniversary. And we talked about before I went on this trip, like what is it gonna take to turn it off, to not check in? And he did it. He turned off work and had a glorious time, was able to be present there with his family and celebrating this really fabulous moment. And You know, when we let work into those times, and I know I'm guilty of it too, but I've learned over time, gosh, just even one email can sour a time away. We all need time to get away and to recover. So I really encourage you to think about if you're blocking time to get away, like what are the structures you need to put in place? What are the support you need to be able to really turn it off and allow yourself to have that space? And then I'd, I'd encourage you to even just think about the, the small things that you can do on a day-to-day basis that can help give you a sense of sustainability and build up those resilience stores, as I've talked about many times. They don't always have to be big things. So I'll share like even <laughs> this point that I, for whatever reason, I think maybe because I do live in the fog in the summer, I enjoy being able to take advantage of being in the sunshine when we do have it. And, you know, it was funny. My husband sent me a word of the day this past week, and it's called apricate, uh, which means to bask in the sun or to expose to the sun. So he, he told me I'm an apricator. I don't know if that's actually a word, but I would say, this is how I would use it in this sentence. I find it energizing and comforting to apricate in my backyard while I work. 
So <laughs> I find it energizing and comforting to essentially bask in the sun in my backyard while I work. So uh, that's even something that is just so small, but I share it because it's such a small way that I take action and do something for myself that actually makes me happy, makes me feel good, energizes me, and helps me to sustain myself on a day-to-day basis. So what might be something small for you? Or I was listening to a podcast recently that um, this is one that I quite like two guys on your head. I'm going to have Dr. Art Markman, who's somebody who uh, is one of the people on the podcast with Dr. Bob Duke. Um, I had him on that episode will coming out soon, but they had a podcast episode recently on protecting your boredom. So think about that. Like we have moments of time often where we can, we have moments of boredom where we're standing in line at the store or we're at a stop sign, stoplight uh, in our car driving. And we, instead of just allowing us to have that moment of pause and protect that boredom, we actually try to fill it. And so those are small things that each of us can do on a regular basis to kind of give us more sustainability and build up your resilience stores as I keep talking about. So I'm going to offer you one final prompt as well to think about as you plan for your summer. This is something that my friend Wade Brill has shared had shared with me in a workshop and I I use it often now and I really really appreciate it as a prompt to think about and to plan for my own time. And that is how do you want to feel this quarter? So think about how do you want to feel over this summer? And what are the things you want to do? And these things you want to do can also just be, I'm going to allow myself space of doing nothing, right? doesn't always have to be an action when I say that, even though I'm using those words. But, you know, how do you want it to feel? And how can you craft the next three months to allow yourself to feel those things? So do you want to feel joyous? Do you want to feel playful? Do you want to feel restful, spacious? Do you want to feel active? You want to sink into your curiosity? What do you want to feel? And then how are you going to craft your months to allow yourself to feel that? So those are some of the things I'm doing as well, these various prompts. I'm playing with this, how do I want to feel? really thinking about how I'm going to say same myself. And yet this for me is a quarter as well, where I actually um, will be leaning in a little bit more, but also um, I, there's some kind of bigger things on my calendar this, this summer, not big, more like times of um, connection with friends and with family that I'm really looking forward to. And so I'm kind of planning for those and, and making sure that I'm going to be present to really take those in. One thing I'd also just to, before I um, close here that I was also going to share, is just something I'm going to be practicing with. So one of the things that I've been learning about recently is how to manage with complexity. And I've been learning about this model, which I might bring into a conversation another time. I won't go deep on it here, um, but is is this idea when we deal with complex problems and situations, in these cases, it's often that cause and effect aren't known ahead of time, and it actually requires experimentation to find our way. And so 
what's interesting about this to me is in comp- these complex situations that I'm talking about, it's oftentimes when we're stepping into the unknown. And so I've been given some prompts recently that I really love that I kind of feel like can take the pressure off of needing to feel like we need to control everything and instead kind of, it's actually like not control the outcome and instead focus on what we can control and then let go a little bit and surrender a little bit into what might take shape as we move forward. So I thought these, this is something I'm going to be playing with this quarter in terms of um, how I think about my own goals and ambitions and where I'm stretching and striving and to come at them in a slightly different way. And so the first question is to think about around these, like, well, what can I enable? Instead of thinking like, what can I try to make happen? What can I enable? And then what can I experiment with and learn? And then also, how can I create the conditions for success? And so I love those prompts. There's just a a lightness to them instead of this kind of anxious control that I really appreciate. And so that's one of the things I'm going to be practicing with as I move forward in this quarter. And so I offer those up in case they offer any inspiration for you. Now, a final, a final tip as I as we close up here is especially if you happen to have the planner, but also as you're doing this work, is that you know, I tend to be a planner. I also tend to be someone who's thorough and detail-oriented. And yet I find that with this type of planning, it's actually better to keep things high level and to not feel like you have to be so, so detail-oriented. And it's almost in that keeping things simple and higher level that you find some clarity. So even from somebody like myself, who <laughs> is uh, thorough, detail-oriented, likes to plan, also has a restless mind, I kind of find that keeping things a little bit simpler when I'm going through these prompts and things and almost forcing myself to answer quickly, not ponder too, too long, get at the essence of things, it actually does ha- help me um, kind of focus a little bit more. So from here, as I shared last time, I'd also encourage you to put an appointment on your calendar now to check in at the end of each month and at the end of the corner to reflect and assess so you can adapt accordingly. As you heard from me earlier in the episode that I really appreciate those check-ins. Um, so maybe you might as well. And then as I've shared in prior episodes on in this series, just remember that sustainable ambition is a practice. It calls for perspective. It calls for personalization, pacing, and patience. This isn't easy. And yet, you know, I think it's doable to start to practice and make progress in helping ourselves find a way to make it all a bit more sustainable. So thanks for being with me for this quarter check-in as part of the continuation of the series. I know my goal for the year, along with all of you, is to make it one that is more sustainable while remaining ambitious on our own terms. So I wish that for you as you enter into this third quarter of the year. And I'll look forward to seeing you for the Q3 check-in, which will come out in early October, hard to believe. If you'd like to learn more about the workbook and planner that I mentioned again, you can go to sustainableambition.com slash planner 2022. 
And just note, like you might be able to, or want to enlist some others to do this work together to really help each other. And I provide some, um, a workshop and some notes and ideas on how to do that if you'd like to do that with others. Then as always, if you have any feedback, please reach out and share. I appreciate feedback and knowing what's working and what's not. And I can certainly, you know, make adjustments based on that. And if there's also areas that you want me to address, what are areas around, you know, building a more sustainable life plus work that you have questions about? If you have a listener question or you want me to cover something here on the podcast, send me a note. I'd love to hear from you. And you can send me an email at podcast at sustainableambition.com. Have a fabulous summer, everyone. Be well, and I'll look forward to being with you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sustainable Ambition Podcast. I hope you take away at least one learning or inspiration from today's conversation. Find more inspiring interviews and get show notes for this episode at sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode or my insider tips, guides, and tools by signing up for Sustainable Ambition Forum, my twice monthly newsletter. Sign up at sustainableambition.com slash subscribe. And remember, it's not about finding work-life balance. It's about building work-life resilience. Thanks again for joining me. Speak with you next time.